one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing. Clinical psychologist Dr. Beverly is back. Um, hi, hello. Hello, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> because we like to be real around here, Dr. Beverly is not feeling so hot. Bless you for showing up anyway. Thank you, Gina. I'm I, I'm on the I'm on the home straight of COVID, but it keeps on sneaking back and wiping me out. So I yeah, if I need to excuse myself for a moment, Gina's Gina's gonna let me. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, I'm having the sweat. It's so funny, isn't it? It's like, oh well, <laughs> I love you. Spend it with. I was like, this will cheer me up. This will be this will be a good way to spend my morning. I can't tell you how many times I've just felt like garbage and got up anyway and then sat in front of our amazing community and then walk away feeling so much better. Um, but uh, yes, please excuse yourself if you need. But let, this is so it's been a week. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a few months, few years for some people I'm really struggling with kind of feeling stuck and stuck who knows why or you know maybe they've been sick and they feel like they've set back maybe they're just emotionally stuck maybe they're just dealing with some stuff stuck so let's get right into the conversation today if we're feeling first of all how would we know we feel stuck i think intuitively we might notice that we're on a on a hamster wheel we might mm -hmm. think I, I you know i why am i still here why am i just churning and not getting anywhere like running in sand so we might just see the same things turning up, you know, that we have an idea of change or we would like something, but we find ourselves going, I haven't done it yet. I haven't, haven't, you know, actioned this or I don't see any change inside or outside. Yeah. Okay. So we feel, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Hands up to everyone who feels stuck. Yes. Can we be moving and grooving in other areas of our life and feel stuck in certain areas? Like, is that, or is it just, you just feel stuck all the time with everything? I think you've made a really good point because that's probably a very important intervention as well to notice that just because we might be stuck in one area doesn't mean we haven't, you know, moved the pendulum and actually progressed in other areas. I think a lot of us miss those other moving parts, you know, where we might think I haven't done anything yet on that part of my business or on that part of my wellness. But in the background, you might have moved home. You might have um, had a baby. You might have fostered relationships. There's met so many things that go on in the background. And yeah. for us recently, and because I, I, I've been having COVID, it's reminded me of, of the COVID years thinking, wow, did we, have we sat down for more than a minute to think, what have we just all gone through? 
because it's hard for me to even imagine we did it, you know. And so that was going on in the background. We were managing that, you know, suddenly staying in, suddenly homeschooling, suddenly learning how Zoom works. You know, it was such an incredible pivot that it's it's really interesting for me sitting here that thinking about it now because I find it very emotional to think, don't think we processed it because we were so busy, but we might still be thinking, oh, but I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And, but we did so much. We were managing and surviving and we're, we're really just coming out of it now, you know, exhaustion and 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 I think just a lot of spin, you know. Uh, yeah, I would love to talk about that because I think about this every day because I see the effect it has on my children, um, delayed, um, you know, emotional maturity, delayed yeah. being able to function in society, delayed everything. Yeah, And uh, I can see the impact it has on them. And I think about this, obviously, in relation to our members who are trying to accomplish this goal. And in one sense, there's a sense that the pandemic is over. Clearly it's very, still very real. And a lot of people really have to be mindful about COVID. Um, but it is, I feel like we have not processed that at all. And I feel like it's kind of coming to a head because I feel like, okay, the pandemic, like for example, last Christmas, all right, we're gonna have a real big rush in the January group. I, I mean, we did sell out, but I was concerned that we'd, you know, we would, so many people would miss out and they did, but you know, I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to get slammed here because the pandemic is coming to an end. And then we got hit with, I don't know, Omicron or whatever the heck that it was. And then we keep waiting for it to end, but then it's kind of, we're expected to get back to life. And I don't think, I know I haven't processed it. I'm, I've got like, I'm still edgy. I, COVID edgy such a good word, isn't it? It's, yes. it's we're very, hyper vigilant we're very our brain is just very wired for you know what next are we safe what was that you know mm -hmm. how long were we you know bubbling like it's just a blur you know and um yeah I think so so when we think about being stuck let's not forget what's happened around us you know okay. we might feel stuck in areas but we want to be proud that we got through that or we did what we needed to do or we we made the best out of a situation because a lot of us will be thinking, oh, I should have, could have, would have, you know, I should have written the book or I should have got fit or I should have, you know, renovated the house or done the garden. But we were just managing, you know, this very full bucket of, of just every day. What's every day going to look like? Um, yeah. So, yeah, notice the bits that you have progressed with. You know, okay. sometimes it's just that we got up, we brushed our teeth, we made the bed. And we fed everybody in the house. You know, that's a that's a big win. Um, and there's actually a a really nice um, paper. It's called it's called um, oh how it's oh, what's it called what's it called the spoon theory. When I work with adults, I use the word spoon theory. But when I'm working with the children, I might change it to the Nerf gun. And like, imagine you wake up and you've got you know ten Nerf bullets in your Nerf gun. For people that don't know what a Nerf gun is, it's like this like little like sort of soft foam little bullet thing that they all play with their friends. And so you get your your 10 bullets when you wake up and that's it for the day. OK, that's it. When you have used those bullets, you're out. Your ammunition is empty. Mm -hmm. And with the spoon theory, exactly the same. You might have 10 spoons when you wake up. Now, some days it's going to take about three of those spoons just to brush your teeth. 
because it just takes a different amount of energy sometimes. So today my energy is being used differently. And if I want to, to um, very carefully monitor, you know, and thinking, okay, I need some for later, I'm going to have to choose how to spend them. And so I'll, I'll teach that it very little, you know, I'll say at school, you know, sometimes, you know, sitting still is going to take a lot of your nerve bullets. And when you get home, you'd run out. And so then the parents will see, you know, that they may be dysregulated. And it's the same for us. Know what our energy is at the start of the day and think, okay, am I, am I fully loaded? And how can I be gentle with myself? How can I um, look after myself today so that I don't run out? Yeah, that's huge because, you know, we I think people, especially where we're at in the program four weeks in, are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to get this done and, you know, not really honoring where they're at and what they need, either just plowing through or not doing anything and sitting in their fields and not actually taking any kind of action. And that's, I think you can be kind of stuck both ways there. And yeah. so, okay. All right. So what do we, what do we do about this? Well, we, 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 <laughs> I love that. My granny would say, let's talk about the three wells. Well, well, well. So we, we, we thought we would talk about the five P's. And this is a nice way of British psychologists. When we train, we train using the five P model. It's a, it's a formulation in building where we at, what are we doing? What's going on? And oh, the five P's stand for P, words beginning with P. So the first okay. P is the word presenting. Why is someone coming to see me? Why is somebody joining your group? The presenting is often their goals. You know, I want to um, be more vital. I want to lose weight finally and forever. I want to understand my body. They might come to see me for anxiety, anger, relationships, whatever they're coming in. And then the measurable is that they want to see something change there. They want more or less of something. I want more confidence or I want to, you know, um, blush less, things like that. The, the, that's the tip of the iceberg. So we always want to be careful and thinking, OK, we can see what that person wants or we can see what they're presenting with. Maybe somebody's coming in with anger. And I need to be careful to think of underneath the, the um, iceberg is anger coming from something else shame, guilt, um, loneliness, mm. you know, anxiety. Mm. So we always want to be careful. What are we yeah. seeing? Doesn't mean that's what it is. Um, that's really interesting because I'll have people come into the group and they'll just, they'll be angry. And I'm like, why are you so mad? Like you mad at me? I, I want you to be successful. You mad at the team. We all want you to do well. You're mad at the information. You're mad at the support. What are you mad at? And yeah. I see a lot of people sabotage themselves through being like really, and we wanted to provide a place where, you know, this isn't, this isn't toxic positivity, sunshine and rainbows only, you know, we want people to be very real with their feels, but a lot of times people will take themselves out of the game just because they're just so angry. So, so uh, on, on top of being angry, so how does this relate to our members in a sense? Like wh what are they going to say to themselves? Like what's, how do I feel right now? Like, okay, I feel stuck, but why do I, what, what are the feels going along with feeling stuck? Like, am I angry about the fact that the scale isn't moving or I haven't reached my goal yet, or I'm not doing the things I need to do, or am I frustrated? Like, is, how do we, how do we get the members to see this? Hmm. That's a hard question. 
what was the question? Yes, first of all, it's it's a little bit like like your your um guest last week that said what how do you want to feel at the end of this program that's 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 a nice measure of the presenting because they might say I want to feel less angry I want to feel more hope you know that that might be it you know because remember this isn't one and done you know yes it's a it's a timely program but it's changing our our thoughts our feelings and our patterns forever you know so I don't want people to think, let's get this done. We've got four more weeks. I want them to think, hang on, this is, I'm going to sustain this forever. So at the end of this program, at the end of this chapter, I want to have learned what, you know, more about fueling my body, more about um, timing my food, things like that. That though It's really important. It's, it's building blocks. You know, we didn't all know how to run. We had to crawl first and then we had to traverse. And then we did some little shuffling and and so it's stepwise you know um so the present notice those notice what comes up um and then be curious be a detective and think okay I think I'm angry but where's that coming from so then we'd go to the second p predisposing factors so when we're thinking predisposing that's your nature and nurture that's that early on stuff who what family were we born into what are the scripts? What are our schemas? What have we developed? What's the what do we think about the world and body image and everything we've talked about previously? And it really brings in the nature nurture. We're born a certain way, and we've got our epigenetics, we've got our historic history inside of us. And then how did people react to us in our world? Did they did we attach well? Were they kind to us? Did they lift us up did they support us you know um did they love us unconditionally so that's the predisposing factors early on stuff we might even notice early on that somebody might say stories that we've heard in the group i was told when i was very young you know to lose that weight or to not drink that chocolate milk that lady knew what that meant in her head you know so that's early information that's informed ourselves of what we think and how we've, we're viewed and measured. Third is precipitating factor. What's happening that brought them in right now? And so a precipitating factor for many, many, many thousands and thousands of people, it's going to be COVID. They're going to come to me this year, next year, five years, and I'm going to say, what happened just before ABC, the marriage broke down, or you started becoming anxious, or whatever. What happened? And then I'm looking for something. Did they have a baby? Did they move? Did they were they born into COVID? You know, did their life change because of it? So precipitating can be good and and a good and a negative. You know, you can think, why now? Why do you want to address your wellness now? And they might say, do you know what? COVID came, and I realized one life let's look after our body let's learn about our body um i want to change i want to to level up so that might be the why um and also maybe i might say why now why did you drop off it why did you give up you know why now what's going on is it because mm-hmm. it's you're suddenly nearly there and you you don't you don't know what it's like to cross the finishing line of of just finishing a program remembering that it's ongoing but this is a um so a, a sort of a metaphorical ending and then 
The fourth P is the big one. This is the perpetuating factors. Um, whoever's writing this is very clever. They, they, they know what I'm saying. <laughs> perpetuating factors. This is why doesn't it stop? Okay, so in 10 years when COVID is a long time away, why is somebody still staying in the anxiety? Or when their babies were born 25 years ago and they haven't slept well since then, why are they still not sleeping well? <laughs> or let's bring it right back to weight loss. Here's here's a comment, for example, like, um, here's one. I get mad at myself. Like, how the hell have I not been able to master this after so long? Then self-berating, then noticing, then finding self-compassion again. But it's still a cycle that I haven't really resulted in a downward trend in the past group or this one. It also adds to the anger. And then, you know, joking about cortisol issues, but no, but not really like our body is viscerally wired to our thoughts in a sense. So someone's weight loss experience could be very traumatic to them. Yeah. Like that, that could be, and they're just in the same vicious cycle, same shitty diets, but same thought process, same habits, same triggers, same, same underlying trauma. Yes. So I, I would have them write, write these down, like think about the five P's. The fact the final P is protective. What's you've what have you already got in the back pocket? Who is surrounding you? Are are you able to turn up? Have you got the means to be here listening on a podcast or watching the program or reading the book? We're, we're, you know, let's count our protective factors as valuable as well. But if if that if it, your person was able to write these down and think, wait, let's think about this. What am I presenting with? I'm presented with the hope for something that keeps on, I keep on not getting there. So what is that? You know, is it self-esteem? Is it, is it self-worth? Is it belief in myself? Um, is it that I don't want it? Is it that I don't want to, to change? Is it because I can't? So question yourself a little bit, but be honest and kind and compassionate. And then think, okay, what happened when I was young? What stories have I heard? What was I treated like? What, what, could be contributing to, to this and then map out my pre, predisposing factors. Then think about precipitating. When did you first do your, your first diet like or your first um, fitness class or whatever it was that suddenly thought, okay, something happened. It's a bit like your story when that, that man was not nice to you at the bus stops. So that, that led you on a different path. Something happened, a trigger. Okay. And then let's do the perpetuating. Now we're going to draw out the thoughts at 12 o'clock, the feelings at three, behaviors at 12, and our and our physical sensations and our brain and body at nine o'clock. And we're going to start every day addressing these. First of all, it's often easiest to catch the feeling. Okay, like yeah. what did I just feel? I felt defeated. I felt disappointed. I felt angry. What was the what were the feelings? Then go to the thought, if you can, think, what was I thinking there? Was I thinking it's useless? You know, what's Gina going on about? You know, no, what are you thinking? Can we use this as an example? I felt so in control first eight weeks, but for some reason this week has me feeling overwhelmed. So can we okay. maybe use that as an example for this? Yes. So brilliant. So we'd want to see... Is there any situation first? So that this would be, uh, what week are we in, Gina? Week nine. Week nine. 
So the situation is week nine. Is there anything else happening? Clocks went by, we're all feeling discombobulated. Okay, the, the leaves have dropped, dropped from the trees. Halloween has happened. You know, we've got this imminent Christmas coming, which is wonderful for some people, not so nice for other people. We've got yeah. world issues. In Like, it's just, we're feeling it. We feel hopeless. We feel helpless. Lots. What's going on for this person? Okay, yeah. because there's a lot. There's a the week changes, what they're doing yes. changes. Yep. Yes. So that's the situation. Then we're going to write at the three o'clock overwhelm. See then if there's something else. Is there overwhelm? Is there upset? Is there sadness? Is there any, are there any other feelings swirling around? But we've caught the overwhelm. Now maybe we look at behavior number six, um, at six o'clock of the clock and think, am I doing anything? When I'm overwhelmed, what did I do? Did I turn Grey's Anatomy on and watch it for six hours straight? Did I go for a walk? Did I go? That's what I did when I was ill last week. Um, did what? My, what behaviors am I doing when I'm overwhelmed? And because we want to notice that, want to be kind. We don't want to say, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have had the this or that." I just want to know what's the behaviors. Okay. Yeah. Like do like. Go for a walk would be great. Also, you know, binge watching. So do we, do we, is it good or bad or is it just good like, and bad. okay. Because okay. we want to be able to keep this often. We want to be able to do something like a, a CBT journal often, like maybe even every day to be thinking, okay, now I've noticed that when I was feeling in that funk and then I went, I called my friend, I felt better. Okay. So, so this behavior part is where we'll also start putting in behavioral activations when this happens to like she's turned up today at nine o'clock i'm yeah. hopeful that that's going to change something is your overwhelm now eight out of ten has it moved to six out of ten because that's a win okay yeah. and then no. maybe we can change now okay, so rather, rather than i'm overwhelmed so i'm eating the chips i'm not exercising i'm doing all these things, but also highlight the fact that I'm still here. I'm watching the 9 a.m. At least I got my water in yesterday. So that all those kind of different behaviors. Yes, because okay. you're trying to notice what brought you further down into the overwhelm or into the overwhelm and what helped you come out. And we have to be able to monitor it because when we monitor things, we can better manage them. We're doing it with like open eyes, eagle eyes. We're trying to think, let me see. You know, it's not with criticism. It's just, let me see, did that help or did that hinder? Okay. okay. Um, and then when we're feeling able, because remember our left brain doesn't want to think when we're too anxious because it's the executive functioning CEO, then we want to journal and think, what was I thinking? What were those thoughts that were making me overwhelmed? Was it all about the diet or Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it a diet. Was it all about Gina's program or was it about lots of other things? Okay. What, you know, and then sometimes I might do a responsibility like pie chart. What's in the pie chart? What's adding to the overwhelm? Is it Christmas is coming? Is it that the house is a bit messy today? Is it because, you know, the world is going wrong? Like, what else is there? And what is in my control? Oh. Are you okay, Gina? <laughs> 
I was choking, and then I went to go grab a glass of water. There's literally no water in it, but <laughs> lucky you had a spit. So that's when we do that bit gently, okay? And that's when we start just noticing our what's the link because our thoughts are where all this comes from. Oh. Yes, it comes from the brain anticipating something that then lets the thoughts start going like, and the more we can control our, well, not control, monitor our thoughts, the more we can see that they come up and then they might be typical thoughts, you know, where then we can go, oh, I know this one. You know, it's a bit like categorizing them. Is it a horror movie? Is it a rom-com? Is it a com, you know, what kind of thought is this? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I think this is so important because when we talk about all the big feels in the last couple of weeks, so many people dealing with a variety of different things. And they feel like they're having a hard time showing up, moving forward, following through, finishing, whatever that might be. I just want to take a minute and just have everyone sit with the fact that this is what it's all about, is, is, is monitoring those feels, being aware of the feels so you can eventually work through the feels. Like this is the reason why you are all struggling so much. And I don't know that struggle is the right word, but the reason why you're all feeling the big feels is because these are the feels that it takes to work through the stuff you need to work through to truly get to that finally and forever place, calm physically, calm mentally, being able to move on. For a lot of people, they've never finished their weight loss journey mm. ever. And they're probably going to, are they? Because it's forever. It's forever. It's, it's, it's choosing you forever. And then mm. knowing that, Life is tricky. You know, we're going to have good and bad days. And I know it's going to sound mean. This is going to probably sound mean. We need to build resilience for that. Our boat yeah. has to be big enough to manage the waves because waves are going to come, you know, and we're going to be knocked knocked out of our boat. We want to be building this hull so that we can go, I, life's going to happen, you know, but I know what to do. And this is why pro, this program is is powerful because it gives the tools that we can return to we can return to them if somebody has a bad bad few months that just it's really difficult to you know whatever it like covid it was difficult to like do things because we were pivoting but then when the dust settles we know the techniques we know the tools and it's actually quite simple but we've got to just keep doing it um if we're choosing ourselves and our health and our wellness um and that and that's where those thoughts come again like why do you think it's a fail why do you think like what what did you think it would be what do you think it was going to look like or feel like because 
life life is going to throw some lemons as well and then we all know what to do with lemons we make Ooh. lemons yeah what did you think it was going to be that is so huge oh my goodness um i love that i love the tools you're learning tools that you can return to because this is a big conversation we're having in maintenance and i love the resilience build the resilience that is like something i've never really um that's never come up or we've thought about we talk about getting to a place where you're calm physically, mentally, where you're in tune, but we don't talk about the fact that life is still really fucking hard after we've lost our weight. Yeah. And we need to build that resiliency and have these tools to fall back on when it's so easy to fall back into old habits or be triggered or have those traumas take us back to where we were after doing all this work to actually move past them. Ooh. Dr. Beverly, even, even when you're, even, even when sick, you're brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's, you're lovely. It, it's taking the time. We don't take enough time, you know, to actually sit with thoughts and sit with feelings. And we often save it for the wrong time of the day. You know, it's often at bedtime when, you know, we, we've said, I don't want to think about that. And then it comes and gets us. So set, set aside a time, you know, to think, how am I feeling today? You know, what is likely going to come up later when I, you know, my mind is playing tricks on me so that you've already addressed it. Um, know what's going to come up tomorrow. Think, what might I worry about tomorrow? Or what am I looking forward to tomorrow? Journaling is really powerful because it lets you move into the driving seat of, of your thoughts to, to welcome them before they sneak in, you know, and it's it's powerful it's very powerful yeah really taking that i'm i'm on this thing right now where i'm i stopped and and i was like there's been a lot so i've been trying to assess what's going on and uh on the weekend i just kind of shut her down and spent time with my kids who as we know they're they're, they're still really struggling with their dad and you know we decorated the house we did this and we i was in made a conscious choice to be in the moment and then something has happened to me where I am now just in this, like, I, I like, it's what you just said, like processing the feels. It's like, I've now, like, I'm in a, I feel like in a permanent state of, of processing the feels, but it in a good way, but it was a really conscious choice to kind of get there. It's, I feel like a switch has flipped. So is it one of those things that you just, it adds up and then all of a sudden you get into a different mindset? Like, what is it? How do we know when we we're making change or we're, we're making progress with this? I think when we allow ourselves time to do it, mm. you know, I think if we were all honest and thought how, how much time did we talk to ourselves? You know, we talked to everybody else. We talked to strangers. We managed. And did we talk to ourselves today? and think, how am I, you know, really, you know, really, how am I? Am I, am I happy? Am I sad? Am I overdoing it? Am I, what, what's going on? And then when we welcome that, we become very aware, very mindful. So when you were present this weekend, that was wonderful. And sometimes people don't like it. They shut it down. They think, oh no, now I'm starting to feel and notice. But that's really yeah. important as well to think, yes, you are. And that's all right to be thinking, wow, what a year. And this is a first Christmas approaching, you know, because if you bottle it up and avoid, 
it is going to start tapping you on the shoulder and saying, Gina, you're not, you're not looking at me, but I'm here. You know, I'm that moldy food at the back of the fridge in the Tupperware. You can ignore me. I'm here, you know, so let's bring it out and take, take a look. You know, it's all right. And then there's times when we, we might even be able just to create a safe box. We do this with something called EMDR, eye movement desensitization. We'll, we'll, be a, we'll create a safe box. And the box is, is not, it's not full of, you know, spikes and fire and flames. It's not that sort of box. It's a lovely box. And you would create this as you want, whether it's a wooden box, it's got velvet inside, it's, it's lovely. And that's where you put the things you're not ready yet. But it's just put there and it will one day be able to be thought of and, and addressed. And your brain quite, quite likes that. Because instead of just avoiding it, it knows that you've put it there. And you've said, not, not right now, but when I can, I'm going to open that box and I'm going to think about it. Oh, that is so huge. So if someone is not, because so many times I hear with this program, I'm not ready to go there. So rather than going there, they quit. They stop, mm -hmm. can't do this, uh-uh, no way, don't have the capacity. So if someone is really dealing with something, here's someone, I feel shame, sometimes embarrassment. Mm -hmm. People are using some really big words here. And so if I know that I'm struggling with something, but maybe I just, I can't go there right now. I don't have the time, I don't have the capacity, I don't want to do it, whatever that means. I can put it in kind of a mental box. And be like, okay, here's my loving, caring, nurturing um, box where I'm going to put, I recognize this feeling. Mm -hmm. I will deal with it at some point, but for right now I can't. So let me just put it in this nice little comfy, cozy box. And yeah. I, my brain knows it's there. I know it there. So I can continue to show up and survive or do the things that I need to do. And then when I feel ready, I can go and yeah. deal with what the box oh that's such a huge uh, so it's not sh it's how is that different from shoving that shit deep down inside that's why it's not a burning pit of doom box you know because it's really hard when i invite people to do that sometimes they do want to just ex you know extinguish this thing <laughs> but we know our brain can't do that like even terrible terrible things when we're like that terrible person doesn't deserve to be put in that box but it's just allowing it to be safe and there and your brain knows your brain knows ah oh, you have noticed me and already yeah. then something starts to change yeah, we're not denying it. We're not ignoring it. We're very yeah. aware of it. We're just, I, I was going to use that word. Someone says compartmentalize is often the only way to deal with challenges. <clears throat> but that just feels um, facing you today as long as you're aware of them and don't ignore them. Yeah, the reason why I didn't choose that word is it didn't feel soft and loving. It just felt like shove it here, shove it there, put it here, put it there. And that's why I know what you're saying. It's the same, same, but different. That's why I didn't choose that word because I thought the the tone of it wasn't, it, it, it's softer than that. It's more loving than compartmentalizing. It's really putting it in a safe, embraced space. Yeah. And if yeah. you want, you can journal about that too. Have a different journal that you get to put away. 
you know, if if it's safe and sound and nobody can get in there, you can always you can always write it. But we we when we are using EMDR, we don't even have to say the thing that happened. We just label it. We might call it that Saturday. And we know, we know what that meant that Saturday. Yeah. And that's when the feels come. That's when the thoughts come. And that's all that the person needs to think, okay, I'm going to think about that Saturday. And so you don't have to like script everything because it's in us, but you can put that away and think, I'll, I'll think about that safely another time. When do we know we need to deal with it? Is it when something is holding us back or when we, let's say we, we feel like we have to, we have, here's someone, what if something that must be dealt with? What if it's something that must be dealt with right away? Or, I mean, I don't, I you wish there was context to that, but what, when does it get to a point where we like, we need to deal with it? It's really interesting because some people will say that I don't want to deal with it. And then I might remind, well, I'll ask them, I'll invite them again. Well, what do you hear? What do you hear for? And I'll ask them to think they, because they might say, you know, I've got, um, I don't know, butterflies all the time in my stomach or my skin is itchy all of the time. And so we, we present our psychology is going to come if we push stuff down it's going to eventually turn up in our bodies. You know, we'll start yeah. feeling unwell. We'll start doing things that we aren't proud of or we'll think, why have, I, why have I slept with the whole town again? Or, you know, like we start doing things and then we've got to think, I wonder where that's from. Why are we? So then we might think, are we ready to go there? Are we ready to go and look at those things that we've pushed back there? Um, so I'm not sure of the question, what if we have to deal with it right now? It sounds like it might be holding the person up right now. Like we can't, you know, get to work or we, you know, have to leave. Like, and of course, if it's a relationship and if it's dangerous and if you're in harm's way, you deal with it. You know, you get your um, support system, you find a safe place and you do it. You don't put that sort of thing in the softbox. You keep yourself safe if you're yeah, in, in, I, imminent. I just want to read this comment. Thank you for addressing the feels, the mental capacity and the strategies it takes for any weight loss journey. These lives are like private coaching and I can't tell you how helpful this is. Please keep addressing these topics. Finally, a program that gets it and understands the feels. Yeah. I mean, this, I think it's, it's awareness because, you know, um, first of all, I think everyone should go see a, a psychologist like Dr. Beverly, if they're, you know, so blessed to have someone amazing like that, that they can find. This is what I love about our guest experts is that they, they, you do care and you want to share. And so many people are working really hard and these, these really are um, these really are the conversations that people need to be having about weight loss. It's more than just weight loss. It's so much, really, truly, so much more than that. It's really nice because they're choosing they're choosing to look inside. You know, this is wonderful that this you know these weeks can be exploring. It's all information. It's all data. You know, how did the bad day go? How did the good day go? How, you know, and none of it is is wrong. It's all information, you know. How did Halloween feel? How, you know, try and look at it as just, oh, I've learned more about myself now. You know, when that friend was mean to me, oh, I noticed that I, I wanted to 
eat this or I wanted to do this or I wanted not to do that. Just be really curious, watch and be mindful and come out of autopilot and be present. You know, mm. just quite nice to get to know ourselves, you know. And we don't have a manual for that. Nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody teaches us that. We, it's not something we're taught in school. Um, last week, the, you know, again, the, the, we, we're feeling it. We, we kind of were recognized. And don't get me wrong. Some people are having the best time of their lives and they're crushing it and they're doing amazing in the program and they're moving and grooving and that's great. Um, you know, a lot of people really are struggling right now. And, and it's, it's, I said to my team last week in a meeting, I've always been like positive, safe, space to work on goals, but it doesn't necessarily need to be positive, like only raw, raw, sis, boom, it's, it's a safe space for people to work through their feels. And then they were all like, well, let's, maybe we can have Dr. Beverly like every day. <laughs> My whole team was like, that was the answer. Dr. Beverly all day, every day. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd have to take you on walks with on my dog walks with Elvis. We'd have <laughs> my mindful moments. <laughs> I love it. Mindful moments with Dr. Beverly. I, it's a whole segment. I feel it coming. Um, thank you for joining us today. Is, do you have anything to add? Do you have anything? I mean, do you, do you want what? Do you want one of your like a little tip, like a, a, a nice thing to remember? Yes. Yeah. So I'm. I am one day going to run out. So I really like this when we do when we work with little people. We use something called the fear plan. Fear, as in like fear. F E A R. And it's really a nice way of holding cognitive behavioral therapy for, for children, but I find it really useful for me. So fear, F, is what are you feeling? Okay, no, what are you feeling? And that would be like your lady um, generously shared. She felt overwhelmed, okay, the feeling. E, it's a question. What are you expecting to happen? Are you expecting to fail? Are you expecting people to laugh at you? Are you expecting to um, drop off and, and, and in a few months you'd be back at square? What are you expecting? Okay, why are you feeling this? What are you expecting? A, A is a two-barrel thing. Can you do any action to help you? Can you act and think, okay, one step at a time? I'm here. This too, you know, what, you know, can we go for the walk even though we don't want to? What can we do? Can we go to that party even if we don't know anybody? Mm. The second part of A is attitude. Is there anything we can address? What, what am I, is my attitude telling me that, you know, it's sort of your thoughts. Am I thinking that I'm a failure? Am I thinking I'm going to, um, you know, whatever it is, we change our attitude, we want to be positive, we want to think I'm here, I'm at week nine, I have noticed this and this and this and this, okay? And then R is the reward. If you manage those feelings, if you manage to think, okay, I've noticed what was going on, I've noticed why I was expecting this to happen, I've done some actions, and I've looked at my attitudes and what might hold me up. How am I going to be rewarded? Did I get to that thing? Did I get to the next day? Did I stay in the program? Did I see it through? You know, have I learned loads of things? You know, even if we might not have got to our aim, you know, our planned weight or whatever, our inches or whatever we planned, what else did we win? What's that reward? Did I meet people in the group? You know, 
have I learned so much from junior and all the experts that come on and, and talk um, and sip the tea and what else? What are those R's? So that's that, that's that fear plan, just to be mindful, you know. I love it. I love it. I love you. Dr. Beverly and David, um, yourpsychologycenter.ca. That's yes, dot C, yourpsychologycenter.ca. That's where people yeah. can find you. And, and thank you, everyone. I got more than a thousand people on Instagram now. And I meant to actually do a dance because I, and then I got the COVID. Um, so, so I'm so excited. I'm going to really learn now how to use Instagram so that I can be giving people information better. We can so. do an Instagram live. We'll go over on Instagram. <gasps> You've got to teach you. me. You we'll know I'm not <laughs> Neither am I. Trust me. Neither am I. Um, I love you. Okay, so we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. you then. Thank you for oh. joining us. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. I will see you, you soon. It feel better. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com